5: Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: dribble, lets it fly, he thrills it! FNTSY and Sports Grid Network present... Ball
5: in his hands, game on the line, buddy no, tipped up by the Hardwood Takeaways. It's
6: Lillard. He got the shot off. What's up? Welcome in. It is Hardwood Takeaways right here on Sports Grid. I'm your host Chris Welsh. You can find me on Twitter at isitthewelsh. And you, my friend, can subscribe to this podcast if you are not already anywhere that podcasts are. Just search Hardwood Takeaways. You're gonna find it on uh, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, wherever you can find the podcast. So you don't miss any of the five days a week action as we break down the previous day's set of stuff that went down in the NBA and sometimes preview what's going on right now. Kind of a a slow lead up yesterday. We had this like big explosive Monday, all the games in the world, and then there was one game. And I'm saying yesterday as in Tuesday. Wednesday, we had a big old slate of game and maybe the biggest, most important piece that everybody would care about is the debut of Zion Williamson. So we'll talk about that at the end. As I'm recording this, I got two games that are closing in to the end of the game. One, the Warriors, they are very far behind, but the other is the Pelicans and Zion Williamson. So we're going to talk about that. Let's go through the box scores, though, and let's start off with our first game of the night. We've got the 76ers and the Toronto Raptors. The game overshadowed by the debut of Zion Williamson, but the Raptors, they take it 107 to 95 at home for their 30th win of the year over the 76ers with a 31.4th quarter scoring outscoring the 76ers by eight points in that final quarter, definitely being a big deciding factor. Over on the 76ers' side, they were led by Toby Harris. He had 22, 6, and 4. Al Horford only had seven points, but 10 rebounds, seven assists, and a couple steals. Ben Simmons two assists short of a triple-double, 17 points, 10 rebounds, eight assists, two steals, but had eight turnovers. So he was like two assists away or two turnovers away from a ugly or nice triple-double. No three-pointers attempted, if you were wondering. Played 38 minutes, only put up seven shots though. Josh Richardson got knocked out of the game, didn't score a point in four minutes. Off the bench, Moss played 17 or had 17 points in 27 minutes, hit four threes. The team actually hit 18 threes in this one the 18 threes they weren't enough even though they only shot 38 percent as well i mean 18 threes is great but half of their field goals were of the three-point variety because they shot 38 percent from the field over on the raptor side uh fred van vliet 22 points eight assists with five rebounds he also hit six threes in this one just about half of the team's 13 threes played 42 minutes in the game, eight for 17 from the field. Kyle Lowry had 16 points with a couple assists. Mark Gasol, 17 points, five rebounds, and Pascal Siakam, 18 points, 15 rebounds with three assists, but he was only eight for 23 from the field. Off the bench, Serge Ibaka had 16 points with seven rebounds, and Norman Powell, 18 points with eight rebounds. Those two were fantastic off the bench. As a matter of fact, they were so good, they were the only bench guys to score any points for the Toronto Raptors, but they won 107-95 with that lead in the East, 30 and 14 to the 76ers, 29 and 17 record. Uh next game up, we had the Kings and the Pistons. And uncharacteristically, the Pistons absolutely put a whooping on 127 to 106. The Pistons had three straight quarters of scoring 30 or more points getting their 17th win of the year. Uh, over on the Kings side, De'Aaron Fox, he had 22 points, hit a 3, 8 for 17 from the field. Buddy healed, 14, 4, and 5. But uh, Deadman kind of came back alive, 13 with 10 rebounds. He had a double-double in this one. Bielitsa, 14 points, 9 rebounds, 5 assists. Every single starter hit a 3 in this one. And off the bench, Bogdanovich had 19 points with a couple assists. He had three threes. He was eight for seventeen from the field because this game got a little bit out of hand. He had a lot of other, um, you had a lot of names jumping in here. They ended up only shooting twenty eight percent from three and forty three percent from the field. Over on the Pistons side, though, they were led by Derrick Rose with his twenty two point six rebounds, eleven assists. He continues to be such a monster. Thon Maker had a double double. He was ten and ten, and Markeve Morris as well, thirteen and eleven. So a couple double three double doubles actually. As a matter of fact, in the starting lineup, Tony Snell he was in there. For for just a bit. 33 minutes, only six points, three rebounds. Two 20-pointers off the bench. Reggie Jackson, 22 points with four assists in only 19 minutes. He also hit three threes. And Christian Wood, 23 points with three rebounds. He's also fouled 11 times. He was nine of 11 from the free throw line. The team shot 44 free throw attempts. They made 37 of them. Also were over 40% from the three-point line. Efficient as efficient can be, and the Pistons won their seventeenth game of the year, and the Kings fall to fifteen and twenty-nine. The Thunder took a home game away from the Orlando Magic, who had been reeling, reeling in a good way, twenty-one and twenty-four. Now the Magic, uh, their record falls to where the Thunder are twenty-six and nineteen as they won one twenty to one fourteen. Over on uh, the Magic side, Aaron Gordon fourteen points, eight rebounds. Nikola Vucevic had a double-double, twenty-four and eleven, with five assists and three steals. He was ten for twenty from the field. He has been awesome. Fournier and Fultz both scored in the low, low double digits. 11 for Fultz. Fournier had 12. Fultz kicked in five rebounds with six assists. Every starter hit a three in this one with Vucevic and Aaron Gordon hitting a couple. Off the bench, Terrence Ross, he dropped a team-high 26 points with five threes. Eight for 16 from the field in 29 minutes. He has been awesome. Michael Carter-Williams also had 15 points. Almost 48% from uh, the field, 40% from the three-point line, and 75% from the free throw line over on the Thunder side. Chris Paul, 19 points with six assists in 29 minutes, was nine of 11 from the free throw line. Uh, Shy, he had 18 points with 12 rebounds, continues to be a monster on the boards. Also had three steals and three blocks in 38 minutes. Uh New Orleans Noel was in the starting lineup, 14 points, seven rebounds in 30 and Gallo 12 and six. He had a couple threes off the bench. Dennis Schroeder had a game high. 31 points with nine assists and three rebounds. He was 13 for 18 from the field, hit three threes, and Muscala was a perfect four for four from the three point line. Even though the team only hit nine threes, seven of those came off the bench. So they had some nice bench scoring, and the Thunder got the job done for their 26th win of the season 120 to 114. Uh, the Lakers, they beat the Knicks 100 to 92 in New York. The Knicks were led by Marcus Morris, 20 points, six rebounds in 37 minutes. He also hit four threes in this one that the team had 11 total. Actually, Dotson off the bench had five, five for 11 from the three point line with 17 points. Julius Randle, 16 points, eight rebounds with six assists. Taj Gibson had 12, but the guards quiet. The bench quiet. Mitchell Robinson had 12 rebounds, which is Fantastic but only took three shots, scoring four points in 24 minutes. He has just not been an offensive force, no matter what they do. Starting lineup, 20 plus minutes. It would just be like so exciting to see the Knicks construct a roster that makes sense. You know what I mean, like not everybody was, you know, some six foot nine, 240 pound big man. It would be nice to see some like guards and, you know, some other talented players besides R.J. Barrett. But the Knicks, they want to keep doing what they're doing. Uh, over on the Lakers side, LeBron James, 21.6 rebounds, five assists with five steals. Played 36 minutes. He was 9 of 18 from the field. Weird one, actually. Anthony Davis and LeBron James were the only starters to play more than 20 minutes. That's right. JaVale McGee, Avery Bradley, and Danny Green all played in the teens for this one. So off the bench, Kyle Kuzma, he had 28 minutes, second or third highest, uh, most off the bench, 10.7 10.7 rebounds. Dwight Howard had 12 rebounds in three blocks, but only five points in 27 minutes. And uh, Caldwell Pope, 13 points in 26 minutes. He hit three threes. I didn't mention Anthony Davis. It was good on the offensive side, quiet the rest of the way. 28 points, five rebounds, five assists. He was seven for 14 from the field and a perfect 13 for 13 from the free throw line. The Lakers have 35 wins on the season. The Knicks have 33 losses on the season. Polar opposites, Lakers, they continue to roll, and they get that one. Um, Over on the Celtics side, Celtics beat the Grizzlies handily 119-95. to Celtics picked up their 29th win of the season. Even though the Grizzlies have been pretty solid, there's this amazing, one of those just goofy plays, Jaron Jackson, just, you know, dude was going up, and he just snatched the ball, block, one of those highlight reels. But the rest of the game was relatively quiet for him. I mean, he hit three threes, which is great, 13 points, five rebounds, four blocks, But, you know, overall, quiet counting stats, bad percentages, only five for 15 from the field in 26 minutes. John Morant was one for five in 24 minutes, scoring two points with five assists. (sighs) Jonas Valanciunas had a double-double, 16 points and 13 rebounds, but it was the bench. You know, Kyle Anderson had 10, Hill had 13. They shot 42% from the field, and the starters got absolutely dominated. Brooks, Crowder, and Morant, they combined for 11 points, so... If I do the math here real quick, that would be 40 total points scored from the starters. It's not going to do. This is why you're going to get dominated by the Celtics. Over on the Celtics side, Jason Tatum had a team high 23 points with seven rebounds, four assists, hit three threes. As a matter of fact, every single starter on the Boston Celtics roster had two or more threes. Jason Tatum was the leader, though, in those 26 minutes with the 23 points. Marcus Smart, 12.6 rebounds, six assists in 29 minutes. Gordon Hayward, he was 12 with four assists. And Theiss, 14 points with four rebounds off the bench. Enos Cantor, 13 and 8. Wanamaker, 10 points in 25 minutes. They hit 14 threes in this one, efficient across the board, enough for a 29th win of the season. How about some overtime? Yes, the Wizards, they pushed the Miami Heat to overtime, but it wasn't enough. The Heat outscored the wizards 16 to 11 in overtime for a 134-129 win hitting that over baby uh the heat they win their 31st game of the year wizards lose their 29th of the year over on the wizards side bradley beal went off he's i mean he's the reason they were able to do this 38 points with nine rebounds and five assists in 38 minutes he was 16 for 24 from the field he was the man Thomas, 14 points. Uh, Mahimi, 10 points, 10 rebounds with four assists in the starting lineup for 35 minutes. Off the bench, Bertans, 24 points, hit four threes. He kept them in this. And McCray had 14 points as well. And uh, they had 13 threes for only 31%, though. The rest was high percentage stuff. Bradley Beal, like, single-handedly kept them in this one. Miami, they are closers, though. They closed this baby out. Jimmy Butler, 24 points with seven rebounds and 10 assists. Had 18 free throws in this one. 16 of 18 he hit. The rest of the starters were pretty quiet uh, just as far as overall production. That's why you had Dragic and Tyler Hero score 20 points apiece off the bench. Goran Dragic had an awesome game. 22 points, 6 rebounds, 10 assists, and perfect 7 for 7 from the free throw line. Tyler Hero had 25 points because he dropped seven threes in this one off the bench. 7 of 9 in 33 minutes. So Dragic, Hero, they were rock stars to go along with Jimmy Butler, and that's why they pulled this one off. They hit 17 threes in the game, 51.5%, 50% from the field, and 86% from the free throw line. The Heat are a problem in the NBA. They continue to be a problem, and it's good to see it. Hawks stunned the Clippers at home, beating the Clippers. That's right, 102 95 how about a 13-point fourth quarter as well? The Clippers only scored 35 points in the second half of this game. What a stunner. But did I mention it was also without Paul George and Kawhi Leonard? So that's a little bit. you know, it was faking you out a little bit. Uh, Lou Williams had 18 points with seven assists, but 0 for 7 from the three-point line. Montrezl Harrell, 30 points with seven rebounds off the bench. He was 12 for 23. the rest of the lineup was quiet. It's just not the same team, obviously, when Leonard and George are out. They only hit four threes in this. They were four of 21 from uh, the three-point line. They had nothing. 42% from the field. They shot 39 free-throw attempts, and they made 25 of them. That is 64%. That's not going to get it done, even though Lou Williams was a perfect six for six. So the Hawks, they stun them, and John Collins led the way. 33 points with 16 rebounds and three steals. He also hit three threes in this one and was mwah, perfect from the free throw line. They did it without a uh, without a Trey Young as well. So, I mean, you can't just go and, sp- I mean, I'll tell you one thing. Can you imagine if you had bought the tickets to this game and you're like, oh, look at this, January, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, my boy, Trey Young, this is going to be the game and all of them are out. <laughs> That's I'm going and I'm asking for a refund. But John Collins had a huge game. I mean, I guess Hawks fans would be happy. They pulled off a win. 33 points with 16 rebounds. Uh, Herter had 12 points with 7 rebounds. Everybody else was pretty quiet as far as the starting lineup goes. Goodwin off the bench scored 19. Reddish had 10 points with 8 rebounds in 27 minutes. They only hit 11 threes, and they were actually pretty poor percentages, but it was just volume. It was that fourth quarter that put them ahead. So a little bit of a shocker, but none of the big stars were out there. Uh, the Bulls, they beat the Timberwolves at home. The Wolves' 17th win of the season. The Timberwolves only have 15 on the year. Over on the uh, Wolves' side, Carl Anthony Towns, 40 points. Hit four threes in this one as well. Andrew Wiggins also hit four threes for 25 points. They were your big, big lead dogs. Everybody else was quiet. Napier did drop 16 with seven rebounds and five assists, but Culver and Covington both in the single-digit points scored in uh, 30 minutes and 25 for Culver in the starting lineup, and most of the bench was quiet. On the bulls' side, you had Zach Levine go 25 with three threes. He was eight for 18 from the field. and dropped 21. Dunn had 14. Cornette had 15. Off the bench, they had a couple double-digit scores in Felicio and White. They hit nine threes for a pretty poor percentage, but they were able to outmuscle the Timberwolves, 117-110. Now, Nuggets, Rockets, Bogman, let's go. 121-105 over the Nuggets. That's a win for the Rockets. The Nuggets fall to 30-14, and 14, where the Rockets are now 27-16 and 16 on the year. Big win for them. Nikola Jokic had a triple-double, 19 points, 12 rebounds, 10 assists in 34 minutes. Solid. Grant, 17 points with 7 rebounds. Morris, 11 points. And off the bench, Dozier, 15 points. But 45% from the field, 35% from the three-point line. I'm going to do some magic here. I'm not looking at the box score. I'm going to predict that the Rockets not only shot more than 28 threes that the Nuggets did, that they also made them. That's just a you know like random uh, prediction. I don't know why I would predict that. Uh, uh, let's go look. Okay. I wasn't that. Well, I didn't win it by a mile, but I was right. 29 three-point attempts, and they made 13 of them. Russell Westbrook had 28 points with 16 rebounds, 8 assists, 4 steals. He was 11 for 25 from the field. And James Harden, 27 points, 5 and 5, and was 13 of 15 from the free throw line. Eric Gordon off the bench hit 6 threes for 25 points. He was your third leading scorer for the Rockets. And they shot 47% from the field. So that got it done. The free throw attempts, they were 24 of 28. So they were efficient across the board. They got the volume. They got it done. Rockets win. That is a big, big win. My Phoenix Suns did not win and they got handed, handed to them by the Pacers 112 to 87. The Phoenix Suns, they scored a combined 39 points in the second half with 48 in the first half. Only put up 87 points. Pacers get their 29th win of the year as Oladipo is looming. He's looming for these starters Devin Booker in 31 minutes only could score 16 points. Kelly Oubre, I think he led the way, 17 points for a team lead nine and nine rebounds. Uh, DeAndre Ayton missed a double-double, 10 points, eight rebounds in 31 minutes. And off the bench, Akobo, 11 points. This team was four for 20 from the three-point line, 35% from the field. Boy, it was ugly, man. 13 turnovers, it was ugly. They didn't, I mean, they, they shot free throws well, but they didn't do anything else right. They didn't. They only put up 84 total shots, made 30 of them, but 35%. God, Phoenix looked horrible. Uh, over on the Pacers' side, though, TJ Warren, former Phoenix Sun, a uh, revenge game, dropped 25 points. He was 11 for 18 from the field. DeMondis Sabotis dominated 24 points, 13 rebounds, with four assists in 35 minutes. Miles Turner had four blocks in this one. Rest of it was relatively quiet. And off the uh, off the bench, McDermott, McConnell, and Holiday all in the double digit scoring. They didn't really need. They didn't really do that much better than the Phoenix Suns as far as shot attempts, as far as three pointers. I mean, they made more threes, but it was just you know higher percentages. They didn't really need to do anything. They could kind of take their foot off the gas a little bit on the back half, and they just took it to the Phoenix Suns. Now, the other two games we want to go take a look at is the Pelicans and the Spurs. There's about four minutes left as I'm doing this. Spurs have about a seven point lead, but that friendo's is the Zion debut. Let's go and take a look at the Pelicans as they are down and Zion got the start 18 minutes as I am seeing this so far, 22.7 rebounds, three assists, a perfect four for four from the three point line. And eight for eleven from the field. Now ESPN dropped a nice little marker for everybody that they're like at 285 pounds. Zion is the third heaviest player in the NBA. A lot of conditioning talk, but I'll tell you, 22 points, four for four from the three-point line in 18 minutes, and there's four minutes left. So I mean, he could push 22. That is quite a debut for Zion Williamson. Brandon Ingram. Uh, maybe takes a little bit of a hit as he's only got 19 points in this one, but he's really inefficient. Five for 19. Lonzo Ball, 11 points, 11 assists, seven rebounds as I'm seeing this one. Drew Holiday's pretty quiet. This is kind of all about Zion. And I mean, he's coming through, even though the team doesn't look like they're going to pull away with a win. Uh, over on the Spurs side, Aldridge, 26 points of 12 rebounds. DeRozan's got tw- uh, plus 20 here. And those are your big dogs there, but successful, very successful debut for uh, Zion Williamson. And then uh, the Jazz, there's still a decent amount of time in this one, but this game is over. It, is, it was over a while ago. As I'm looking at this, there is a 33-point lead for the Utah Jazz right now. 104-71 to 71 with nine minutes left. Uh, Donovan Mitchell's got 23 points. Rudy Gobert is a huge game, 22 with 15 rebounds and three blocks. And Bogdanovich has dropped 18. Over on the Warriors' side, D'Angelo Russell, 25, 26 points. That's pretty nice. Perfect from the free throw line and 10 of 20 from the field, but everybody else bombed out. They are shooting 28% from the three point line and 38% from the field. So we had overtime, we had triple doubles, and most importantly, We got some excitement with Zion back. That is quite a debut. The the threes are actually quite a bit, really shocking to me. Fantastic percentages. I mean, volume, he's putting it out there, getting it done, man. I mean, Zion quieting people regardless of the weight. So there you go. He is back. Now we just get Oladipo back and we're starting to move back. (laughs) Then we're going to get to the Steph Curry stuff. That would help the Warriors if that was the case. So, all right, guys, that is hardwood takeaways. That is the breakdown. Lots of good stuff. Big old slate of games that we had on uh, on that Wednesday. Actually, a little bit surprising after the Tuesday. Coming up, uh, you only got a three-game slate that Bogman will be breaking down for you. Wizards and the Cavs, Lakers and the Nets, and the Mavericks and the Trailblazers. So you got a couple TNT games with the Lakers and Nets and Mavericks Trailblazers. So be on the lookout for that coming up tonight. Thank you, friends, for uh listening to Hardwood Takeaways. You can find me on Twitter at Is it the Welsh? Find my boy Bogman on Twitter at Bogman He will be back with you guys again tomorrow. You guys have a fantastic one. Ah, look at that Zion. It's good to see. Hardwood Takeaways, we're out of here.
1: Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft.